Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Our pleasure to welcome from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Channel 13 Sports Director Van Tate onto the Triple Double Podcast. How's how's it going, Van? Good. How you doing, man? Good, good. Thanks for uh, joining us. Um, it's a, a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, thanks for uh, taking time and uh, talking some uh, um, kind of uh, historical uh, hoops with us. Appreciate it. Right. No, no worries at all, man. So um, I want to get your opinion on just the documentary, The Last Dance, overall, considering the circumstances we're in now, the attention this documentary has received. What are, what are your overall thoughts on it um, from what you've seen on social media, your friends, just um, viewers that you've encountered um, while this documentary has been going on? My overall thoughts are like, man, people, I think, you know, we're so used to uh, uh, everything coming fast and coming Immediately, we move on to the next thing. Uh, I think now without sports and uh, this documentary plan now, people are reminiscing on what was what was because they missed a lot of it because they're on to the next thing so much. You know what I mean? It, they, they saw it in real time, but didn't appreciate it in real time because we're always on to the next thing. And I think that's what's happening now. They're starting to really appreciate what they're seeing in front of them because they're going like, wow, that, that happened, that happened, that happened. And um, and then people are marveling over it. That's what I think. Well, you tell people, you you, you know, like uh, you can tell people about those days, and if they weren't there, they can just listen. But now they're getting, you're getting a whole, you're getting another whole different audience now. People who were probably babies when that was happening, and um, and you got the people who saw it, and the people who are in between who were like children, you know, like maybe six or seven years old now everybody's seeing it at the same time again and so it's become quite the conversation piece and you know michael jordan was you know when he was playing um he there was no other player like him i remember watching him in the exhibition game here in albuquerque where they were trying to guard him and they couldn't i mean they were trying hard and that and i came out of that saying to my wife i came home and said you know what I can't believe it. I said, these guys, no matter how hard they tried, they could, there was nothing they could do about it. I said, I've never <laughs> seen that before in my life in a basketball game where there, there was just nothing they could do about it. I mean, they were trying. And so that was weird. It was weird to watch that. Like, you just can't stop that guy. So it was amazing. Uh, what year did that exhibition game happen, man? You know, I, I, gosh, what, what year was it? I, I couldn't even tell you, man. It was um, it was in the nineties. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I want to say I, was, I think I might have remembered it happening in in that, that? ninety six season. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was in the nineties, because they had a couple of them. They had one where, you know, they had they had one too. Uh, one year where the Lakers came through with Kobe and Shaq, and so um, but this one was man, it was it was unbelievable watching Jordan play and. and uh, 
I met Michael Jordan, you know, and it wasn't a formal introduction or nothing like that. I think, you know, Justin knows the story from being an intern at 13 that he actually played a prank on me. I was in, uh, <laughs> I was in, uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina. He was holding a golf tournament and I was the only one in the media tent. I'd like to bring it up to him if I ever see him again, because I, I, I wonder if he remembers because I was the only one in the media tent and, uh, he covered my, covered my face up. And I was sustaining all these names, you know, all the guys in the market. I was like, no, no, he's, no, 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 no. And I was like, man, I said, I give up. And so he pulled his hands off and he said, I got you. And I was like, you got me. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Man. It was because, you know, you don't expect that. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, he was cool, man. And, you know, I, you know, like him and uh, Pippen. I actually have a story with Pippen, like where um, when he came through in the exhibition game, and um, this was when he was uh, what team was stepping on. He was on a different team when he came through this time, and and we were in the locker room trying to figure out if we were related because we knew all these same people in a small town that had that he was related to, and I was related to that person too. And um, the, the media coordinator came in there and said, "Hey, you're not supposed to be in here." And I and I thought it was so funny because he snapped back. He said, "Hey, he's my guest," and I was just sat back like, "Yeah, I'm his guest." <laughs> but, but yeah, so so you know, I know I got I went off went off the rails on that one, went everywhere on it. But but yeah, I think the the last dance is is you know ESPN st- strategic programming at a time when there's nothing to watch, and and you're gonna sit there and watch the greatest basketball player who ever played the game in a 10 part documentary. Awesome. It's, it's awesome hearing that inside of it about Jordan and Pippen and, and Jordan pulling that prank on you. I think, um, you know, for, for me, one of the strengths of the documentary, and I think for many is just kind of how humanizing in a way this documentary has been to see Jordan more vulnerable in some interviews, like at, at the end of episode seven, he gets really emotional talking about his competitive nature and everything. What yeah. so far has been your favorite part over all of the documentary? Um, if man, you could pick hard. one part. <laughs> yeah, there's so many good parts. Um, I think, uh, you know, my fav- favorite part is just finding out about him, like how they kind of highlighted his relationship with his dad and um, his love for baseball that, many wouldn't have known about, you know, there's a lot of athletes who played all kinds of different sports. You know, I, I always tell people that Johnny Tapia was really good in basketball. And they, they go, what? <laughs> I know, didn't so, know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny could hoop, man. So, so I thought that that was interesting that the, the, just bringing him to life. I can't just pinpoint one moment because just bringing him to life, just showing me, okay, who is this guy? That to me has been the, the best thing about it because it's giving me stuff that I didn't know about because I followed his career, you know, as far as on the court, because I was, that's when I was, you know, um, his career was going off when I was just now getting started in sports and all that, you know, like the beginning of his career and all that. And then it mushroomed into what it is when I was knee deep in sports. And so I've been around watching what he was doing. And so all this new stuff, about just like how he was, you know, his his brothers and sisters, his his, uh, you know, his when they were showing the other family members and stuff like that, um, that was interesting because now I know a little bit about Michael Jordan, a person, which 
he's been a private person. He's, he hasn't been out there like really saying, oh, okay, here, I got X amount of brothers and I have a sister and I have, here's my mom. And he hasn't been out there showing off his family. He's just been, you know, he just plays and, and goes away. And so that's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think there has been, I, I know Jordan, and maybe one of the reasons he gets emotional at the end of episode seven is, is he's a little bit worried maybe about people's perception in revealing all these things behind the scenes, so to speak. Um, do you feel like this has had any kind of effect on on his legacy uh, in releasing this documentary? And he obviously didn't have the advantage of like social media and giving people uh, kind of a look behind the curtain like a lot of modern, I mean, just about every modern day star is doing. Uh, how do you feel like this is, has worked for his legacy? I think it's going to be good for his legacy because you get to see like what kind of person he is. And, and when at the end of uh, episode seven, when he got a little emotional, I don't think he was getting emotional uh, thinking that it was going to hurt him. I thought he got emotional because he's just like frustrated. Can't you guys see what I'm trying to do here? I'm, I'm, I'm competing. I'm playing this hard like that. And I mean, if you don't want to play, why, why are you out there? If you don't want to play that hard, you know, and I, and I understood him completely because growing up, our, our parents taught us, uh, like, if you're going to do something, do it 100 percent or don't even do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, and, and, and I understand I'm not saying I'm Michael Jordan. I'm just saying I understand what he where he's coming from, because uh, in different parts of my life, doing different things where people were saying, man, that's crazy. Why are you, you know, why are we doing it? Like, why are we doing it this hard? And I'm going, what are you talking about? You know, we're doing we're supposed to be doing this. And so I understood what he was saying. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't think. I don't think everybody does. I think some people don't know when you try, when you, if you're going to do something, you got to go all the way in, man, or don't, don't do it. Why are you doing it? Why, why are you doing it? If you're not going to do it a hundred percent. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. I, I completely agree. His passion really came through in that. Um, I wanted to ask yeah. you about Luke Longley specifically. Um, he was a, I would say a huge part of the, the last three Pete and such a big part of New Mexico's, specifically because he played for the University of New Mexico. Can you kind of take us back in time to when he was on the Chicago Bulls, how that related to his popularity in New Mexico, since he was on the most popular team, arguably, in the world? You're talking about Luke Longley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it helped people to see that, that there was a guy from New Mexico playing here who um, – you know, because they 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 kind of like forget about us. Some some people don't even know we're a state. Unfortunately, you, you actually right. get a fine. You know, if you, if you get if 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 you are asked a question, is New Mexico State? You you don't get that right. You should have to pay a ticket. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I do I do think it brought him, it brought Luke some uh, some prominence because he was on the team, and I think Jordan made him better. Because they would go at it in practice, and, and, and Jordan would be hard on them. And, and it's not that Luke didn't know the game. It's like I think Jordan got up in everybody's face and made them more aggressive. Made them made, He wanted them to not be um, – he wanted them to be a glutton at the table of basketball. Not just somebody says, pass the butter, please. Pass the bread, you know. Then he wanted them to be reaching over and grabbing the rolls and – smearing the butter all over their face, eating like a pig. That's what he wanted them to do on basketball, just to be aggressive, go get it. And I think uh, that helped Luke. And I think Luke's uh, uh, profile on the national and international level went up because of it. 
because like even when he went back home, he's just like this hero, you know, and he, and he was always a big star at, 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 with Perth anyway, Perth, Australia. But um, I, I think it, it, it definitely helped him. I think it helped the University of New Mexico because every time you talk about Luke, you have to bring up where he went to college. And, uh, and, and I think that was, you know, like New Mexico can, can say, even though it's been a few, just few guys, when they've had somebody in professional sports, they've definitely made a big splash. Just like you can, you know, throw Erlacher in. So, so I, yeah. I think uh, the long story short, they, they just, it just raised his profile very high. That's what I think. Um, have you seen anything that's been shocking in the documentary van? Um, any surprising facts or stories that have really stood out to you? Yeah. Uh, when I didn't know he and Isaiah didn't like each other that much. Isaiah Thomas, I, I, I was mm. shocked by that. I was mm. like, whoa, I just knew that they had a little bit of a rivalry, but I didn't know he, man, he didn't even want him to be on the Olympic team. And I was just like, man, you know, that's pretty serious. You know, like, like it seemed like with the things like that, you just leave them be and let it be what it is. Or even you're going like, oh, they're probably going to pick him too so we can get each other, know each other a little bit more. But and it, it, was, it wasn't just Jordan, though. It was a lot of people in the league who, I guess Isaiah just had a bad rap, man. You know, and, and that team, that Pistons team playing dirty like that, you know, like back then it was legal, you know, you do all that stuff in the league. and But they, that's how they got to the championship, by just roughing people up, man. Van, what did you think about um, Isaiah's comments about snubbing them from that handshake? Um, I, I think I know what he was trying to say, but but uh, it just wasn't. He, he, I think if if, uh, if if he goes back and look at that again, I mean, the more he looks at that and now it's in his face again, he's got to know that that just wasn't a wise decision. It just wasn't. If you're going to make an error, Error on the side of caution. It just wasn't a wise decision, you know. Uh, when they when they decided that they were going to do that, somebody should have spoke up in the house. Man, no, that's just not good, man. We don't want to start doing that. There's nothing good that can come from that because that's that's negative, and this is it's all in a negative vein, and we don't want to be a part of that. And so, I think now looking back on it, he he was, he was trying to explain himself because that's embarrassing. I'm sure it's embarrassing. If he, if he's going to sit there and, and talk to you, I ask him, are you embarrassed by this? To, even to this day, I bet he would say he was because now he's older and he's wiser and you just don't do stuff like that. He had, and I understand what he was saying. Like the Celtics do it. Nobody says anything because the Celtics have a bunch of players that don't look like him, you know? And so I get it, but you know, that's no matter who's doing it, it's just not a wise choice, and it's not something that anybody can do. You know, you, you can do it if you want, but just know it's 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 uh it's birth out of a negative uh out of a negative vibe. So the fruit of that is going to be negative, and so he should have been more wise, I think. Yeah, I agree with you, Van. And I think the other thing that Justin and I have kind of joked about before a little bit is, you know, take take it that way, which which I totally agree with what you just said. Um, cause you know, I, I, I think good sportsmanship is important. I, I think that's important for yep. people to see, especially on the professional level, or I think the other way you go with it <laughs> and, and this would not be the, the route I would take, but you just own it and say, yeah, we did that. <laughs> you don't try and make an excuse for it, you know, kind of, yeah, kind of push the bad boy legacy, so to speak. 
Yeah, I would I would agree with that, and I would you know, and if you just own it, uh, you should put a, a, a like a little footnote by it saying, I wouldn't do it today, because I've learned. You know, I'm look yeah. at me. I'm I'm how old was I when I did that? You know, I'm a better person today than that. But you do own it. I agree with you. You got to own that, man. You did it. Got to own it. Yep. I think uh, the other part that was really shocking for, for both Justin and I was hearing Scotty Pippen and, and they just kind of really went right into the next scene after, after Scotty Pippen's take. But when he sat in the, the 94 playoffs, when Tony Kukoc hit that buzzer beater against the Knicks, you know, his, his kind of very end comment there was, you know, it's, it's a shame that happened, but I don't think I would change it if I could. Yeah, that that was disappointing because you, you just don't quit on your team, man. It's not it's, it's bigger than you, you know. And you gotta no matter what, if even if the coach is wrong, even if he and he was right on this one because they won. That's all you should be concerned about is winning, not who gets to take uh, that should be my shot, you know. And I understand, you know, put yourself in his spot too. He's supposed to be the guy. You know, so there's, there's no bigger shot of the whole season than this one. And they d- defer from you, so you would feel like that. You would feel like, man, forget you. You know, I'm not. I, I'm working too hard. Even if I miss it or if I make it, you got to trust me on this. That's how you would feel. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but uh, but he 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 shouldn't have. He should have just gone with it because we're. I think even on the job and stuff like that, you're faced with something like that sometimes, and it's your response that's going to make that. Your response is going to mean everything, the way you respond to something. So I think he should have just gone on out and 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 for him to have that same thought, I think it's crazy. You know, you can't think like all these years later I would do the same thing. Come on, man, really? Would you really do the same thing? I don't even know if he would. I don't know if he just said that <laughs> because he just said. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. agree, and I I think it's such an outlier in like that era of basketball and just team sports in general in, in the nineties, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see something like that happen with maybe a modern day superstar, uh, even though I, no I think they would, they would take a hit, but, but for that era, it really does seem like something, I mean, almost absurd. Like, like you wouldn't believe it if someone told you. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I saw that game. I saw when it happened I and mean, I remember that game, um, you know, in, in real time. And so uh, it was disappointing to see him act like that, man. It was just, just like, almost like, and if you, you know, he's got to think, of, but there's a lot of stuff to think about when, when the, when you're faced with a situation like that. And I know he only had a few seconds to give it a little thought, but it's not just for you. It's for the kids at home watching, you know, just think about how many kids he could have influenced by just going like, you know what, if, if you feel like that's best for the team right now, let's go with that. And, that's, and that's just totally go. True. Yeah. And, and, and instead of I'm going to sit here and I'm going to pout, I'm not going to, I'm going to take myself out of the game. That that looks ridiculous. It looks like there's no, there's Agreed. no winning in that. You know, there's, he lost, he, he, they won the game, but he lost with his teammates. Because some of those guys probably never forgot that. You know, they Absolutely. Game, never forgot that because then that affects everything that's going on. Because if you're ever in a tight situation or whatever or, or something in life and, and, and he's the guy you're looking across from, you could be like, ah, oh, no, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. You know, because, I mean, it's, that's just you – wouldn't, you wouldn't think that he's going to be 
hundred percent on board. Yeah. He had some, you know, like, cause, I mean, even if you tried to not think that like, Oh, that was a basketball game. This is different. This is something else. It'd be in the back of your mind. He's like, man, he did that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you know for I mean? sure. For sure. Well, and maybe in an yeah. odd way, it kind of helped when Jordan made his return. It, it helped just to kind of reassert him as the alpha. I mean, even, even though I think that happens anyway. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think you're right. And, 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 and Pippen should have written Jordan a check for coming back because <laughs> like it made, it made him look a little bit better. And he, you know, he was dealing with some other things like that about his contract and all that stuff. I mean, that, now I understand where he was coming from on that too. You know, like he wanted the money guaranteed because he's trying to help his family and, and uh, he didn't want, he didn't want to roll any dice. He just wanted to be safe and, you know, he ended up making his money, you know, so yeah, just didn't get it right yeah. away. That's for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Bad contract. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. we uh, let you go, Ben, um, I wanted to ask you about college and high school sports in the fall. Even if restrictions are eased, do you, what is the probability of actually seeing those sports make a return with minimal fans or no fans? What's your opinion? What, what have you been hearing? Um, it sounds like they might go with the model of no fans because it would be too risky uh, until things got better, um, which would be which is going to be weird. You know, like you're going to find the guys who really love the game and guys who are just out there because their parents made them play or whatever. Because you got to be motivated, especially the game as violent as football, where you know, like you taking a play off and you half going and somebody finds you and strikes you man you, you know it could be lights out so so this i think it's going to be i don't think i think they're going to try to bring a limited amount of fans in after a while like i don't know if they're going to even they might even start like that like you could have one parent at the game everybody can have one parent at the game they got to distance themselves you know or you know i know keith urban just had this concert that they had on the news where he had to drive through concert drive-in concert i mean mm. do you do you play the game at a park and, and uh, that has goalposts, or do you play on your practice field and let the family drive up, let families drive up, and you know everybody who gets up uh, close enough to see the game in the car, they get to watch it. Then the next game, a different set of families get to do it. I don't know what you do. You know, there's so many different things. Now we're we're at a, a spot where um, you just have to be creative, and so that's something that probably could happen too. It could be uh, drive-up games, for all I know. Um, you know, you could maybe go by, you know, like fire code guidelines, like percentage of that, like they're doing. But I think with sports, you know, you just really I, I think you could regulate and do distancing as fans are entering, but they'd have to get creative. I think like like thinking specifically about the pit or a sports arena, you know, they'd really have to get creative about how to have people distance as they're exiting, you know, and probably operate at. 25 percent capacity if that's possible you know to start or um obviously you know there there are so many variables going on in this whole situation it's it's so tough to predict and that's gonna you know like we found out from the state tournament that's gonna eliminate a lot of people because 25 percent you know you got to think about the film crews if this game is going to be televised Mm. you know the film crew they got to get in with all the people with cameras and and uh, all the production people and that's 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 a half of your numbers right there. Mm. So yeah, for sure. You got not not just the film crew that's making half of your numbers. You've got the teams and the officials. So you get the teams, the officials, and the film crew, coaches, and what's left. You know, you got to be twenty five percent. You know, like uh, 
or or ten percent. You know, you don't have that much. You don't have that, you, you you still could bring people in, but you're not going to have as many people as you would. Absolutely. You Gotta have media there to cover it, so you give a slot to each station or newspaper or whatever. So you throw that in too. So now the seats are really limited. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Um, go ahead and plug um, your nightly sports cast or anything else that you're up to um, during this uh, quarantine um, time period. Well, we're doing um, we're doing seven days on and seven days off. Like for seven days in a row, you'll see me. Seven days in a row, you'll see Jerry Chester. So they, they, they're keeping us, uh, not only just the news, uh, no, sports, but the news, too. Like, you see me, Dean Staley, Kim Vias, and Brittany Bay working on the same days. You see Jessica Garate uh, uh, and, and uh, Jared and, and, and uh, some of the other people working on the same days because there's just got us in two teams. So we got it started, me, Dean, and, and Kim. We... we that first week we went seven days and then we got seven days off at home. And then uh, the other crew goes and does the next seven days. So they've been doing that to social distance and to just guarantee everybody's safety in the building, which is greatly appreciated because this thing is no joke, man. And the salespeople at the station have been pretty much working from, from uh, home. So I say that to say this, I know I got off again, but we're uh, a KRQE, uh, well, back up Fox, New Mexico at 652 sports uh fox new mexico at nine and on krqe news 13 and always on twitter at krqe sports that's how you can catch us with sports gotcha well we appreciate you coming on ben uh stay safe and we appreciate your time all right thanks so much man thanks so much van pleasure talking to you all right no problem dude